Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy and Freddy. Welcome everybody back to The Bunker. I am your host Andy Burrows and it is Victory Monday. Got to celebrate hell, hell. hell and as you can hear i'm not celebrating a victory monday alone i'm with my good friend from the bleeding burgundy podcast mr john Taman. john happy victory monday to you sir happy victory monday to you too sir it's very nice to be able to see somebody out here when we've got a win <laughs> to talk about yeah exactly it, it doesn't happen too often i mean we spoke about a win last week but it was a bit of a doom and gloom win it was a win but this john this one actually feels like a win we beat the green bay packers 23 to 21 at fedexville uh it was the alumni game it was uh it was meant to be a good day for the organization we'll get into mm-hmm. all of that we'll get into all that at the end of the show um what did you make of the game before we break down a certain mr heineke and terry mclaurin Sorry, playing well and how we dominated the football and for me, this was probably the best we've played since the Steelers on the road in the pandemic year uh, when we went over there and dominated them. And, you know, for me personally, that's just the way I felt yesterday. Don't get me wrong. There were a few hair and hair and scaring moments in the first quarter when Heineke wasn't he wasn't looking great. I'm not going to lie. And but right. I think we, were, we were all feeling similar. Um, but it, it, you know what, John, it's testament to the team. Uh, in this game, because we've been here in the previous weeks where we've seen games like go like they went in the first quarter yesterday and it's just spiraled downhill fast. Full credit, to, full credit to the guys yesterday, John, for doing what they've done. Because, you know, it, uh, the first quarter, they're 7-3 to the Packers. Um, mm. It was it was not looking great. Heineke looked like he could have been picked off four or five times. You know, they, oh, yeah. they, they say you create your own luck in the NFL. What was your take on what we witnessed yesterday? Look, to be a good team, you got to beat teams that are bad. All right. And we have been a bad team. And you see these teams, they start to try to climb up because they can step on us a little bit and they can build some confidence and things like that. Well, the Packers, that's a team that everybody looks at and they think Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, you know, this is a good football team. And typically speaking, they would be, but they're on a downward spiral. They'd lost two games in a row. And if you're going to become a good team, you got to take care of business against teams that you should beat. And they did. And that to me, that was the most confidence building thing for me going forward through the season because uh, like I said it was close but they did they handled their business mm-hmm. and that's important that's important because then they get the, the idea that they should be able to handle their business and they should be able to beat teams and they should be able to beat the Colts on Sunday so I'm not saying get overconfident and overlook but you start to feel like a team that is capable of wins yeah you know I, I, and for a while there it was probably definitely doubtful yeah, I mean, someone, I can't remember where it was. I can, might try and find it quickly while we're talking. Um, I put a little tweet out about like the players that we were still missing and someone tweeted me, oh, here go the rah, rah Washington fans. It seems to be a bad thing in Commander's yeah. Land that we're not allowed to be happy that we've won. Nah, we played, nah. We not only did we win, John, we played relatively well. We played very well. We dominated the possession of the ball. Ron Rivera, right. Scott, Jack, they got the big decisions right. Uh, Heineke put the ball in the right place when he needed to. Yes, he probably could have been picked off four or five times and in other yeah. games, he would have been. <laughs> but 
Yeah. That's the luck of the NFL. I've sat here on many a Sunday looking at the TV I'm looking at now when that has happened. And I'm going, Jesus Christ, you know, we get no luck. There's some penalty right. calls. You know, look at the penalty calls yesterday. Green Bay had a, a pick called back. How often right. does that pick six. And that was a very dubious call, albeit with the new rules, a, a good call. And, you know, that, that caused some debate on, on social media, on Twitter. I, I thought it was very harsh. And if that was against Washington, I, you know, I would have been screaming at the TV. But, John, it seems like we kind of get punished as Washington fans for being happy today. Oh, yeah, well, obviously. Everybody's going to want to hate because they want to be able to be right about being miserable. Every, you've never met a person who is miserable that wants to be miserable by themselves. They want you to be miserable <laughs> with them so that they can justify their misery. Look, yesterday wasn't pretty. I don't think it was. I think that you're right. In the first half, Heineke was off. He was rusty. He was missing receivers badly. Uh, we did get some help from the officials yesterday. They were clean calls. You know, that that illegal contact. Look, I hate illegal contact. I mm -hmm. hate that call. It is so subjective. And yesterday, it worked for us. We've seen, You said that um, we don't ever get to seem to have nice things. We can't be happy after a win. We never get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the officials, it seems like. You know, mm -hmm. those calls usually go against us. And I had some people on social media say to me yesterday that, oh, you know, because they, they don't like the name or they don't like the Redskins or they don't like Dan Snyder. There's always a reason why the referees are out to get us. Mm -hmm. So that is a theme that's common throughout the NFL, by the way, for every fan base yeah. that there is. They hate us because blank. But yesterday, hey, man, there was a couple of them in there that that official threw the flag that I was very glad that he threw the flag. And there was some that he probably could have picked up and said, mm -hmm. including that that illegal contact. So yeah, big time. I mean, penalties didn't cost us as much as it cost Green Bay yesterday. Uh, let's get to Taylor Heineke. Obviously, there was a big, right. there's always a big drama about Washington and quarterbacks. And we had Heineke under center yesterday, uh, twenty for thirty three, two hundred and one yards, two TDs, and one interception only. And that is crucial because, like me and you just said, John, that could have been a hell of a lot worse because it did look like yeah. he was very. You can practice as much as you want. Game day situation is completely different. And I don't know if it was nerves, whether it was rustiness. You know, I think he knew where to put the ball. I just think he misjudged a lot of his throws. Yes, you look, there was a couple where, like, you know, Terry had got through his route and the ball was just a little bit behind him. Mm -hmm. You know, he was missing what, you know, even though I think they said it on commentary that were not basic throws, but throws you expect someone in the NFL to make. But full yeah. testament for turning it around. I'm not Taylor Heineke's biggest fan i'm not sitting here thinking he's going to be you know the next mark ripping or anything like that and you know it's going to be uh, kurt warner you know 2.0 i'm not sitting here thinking that but I, I feel that we have to give credit where credit's due and sure. he started off the game badly and quarterbacks in the past carson wentz whether it be anyone that we've had in the past washington quarterbacks might have just crumbled under that after that first quarter the way we played and we've mm -hmm. seen it with our own eyes john so it's about time that we you know sit here on a on a, on a monday after after a victory and give give praise where praise is due right sure you know he did he started off bad and and i'm not saying like it was rusty or dusty or he started off bad mm -hmm. he should have had a couple of balls picked there was they were chomping at the at him and they were kind of laughing about it he had that, that pick got called back he got lucky with that he did have he gave up a big pick six i was kind of irritated with that because uh, we'll get to scott turner all right I, mm -hmm. I everybody's crediting him with a good day and okay you had a good second half but man there are things that he does that i really truly think are this is nfl football man you you cannot babysit like he does with his play calling calling Taylor Heineke to throw deep outs, a 10 yard out is a deep out for him. If he's throwing mm -hmm. it 35 yards across the field and 10 yards upfield, that dude's muscling the shit out of it. And we saw pick six touchdown, right? Mm -hmm. 
he doesn't he can't get the zip on the ball about that. But the play calling got better in the second half. It, it opened some things up. They stuck with the run. Heineke got more accurate in the second half. That touchdown to Terry McLaurin Ooh. was a dime. That mm-hmm. was a beauty of a throw. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how how good is it when you catch Terry in stride? We were there week one, John, when Terry had the exact, pretty similar same touchdown. When you get mm-hmm. that man in stride, and it's not very often that Taylor can do this because of, and it, right. and I'm not being disrespectful. Like, from what I saw from he him last season, arm. he didn't have the arm, right. but this was perfect. And a lot of people out there today, they zoomed in a picture of him with his eyes closed when you throw the ball. I mean, people get the fucking, sort your lives out, man. It was a great <laughs> throw. Uh, he caught Terry in stride, and you only have to see the way that Terry reacted after that touchdown, John. To see, oh you know, yeah, see what that meant. You can't criticize that throw. No. Um, that the the eyes closed picture. Look, you know what? I just blinked three times, and if you stop the camera at the right time, <laughs> thank you. I look like I'm doing this podcast with my eyes closed. All right. So the sidearm throw that was a nice little toss that he got about a 12 yard gain across the middle there. He, he had to sidearm that to get it underneath that defensive end that was coming in. And I'll tell you what. Those are big human beings. I might have had my mm-hmm. eyes closed too, you know? Yeah, I would have had my eyes closed. My bum cheeks would have been clenched. It <laughs> <laughs> happens. At the time that the picture was taken with the eyes closed, he's already, his arm is already starting yeah. to whip forward. He knows where it's supposed to go. He knows where it's going. Yeah. Right. You know, whether it's going to go, you know, that's still up in the air with him. But hey, he, he it doesn't really matter that his eyes closed for an instant there. But I like that he got Terry McLaurin involved. He hit some nice passes to Curtis Samuel. He was able to spread it around. Um, for some reason, he thinks Cole Turner is like 19 feet tall. He threw a pass. I thought got hurt, <laughs> Turner hurt. He, did he go in concussion protocol today? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah, I haven't I heard. I think Ron's just about. He's either done his press conference or he's just about to do his press conference. I need to get a notification on my phone, but I haven't. I haven't heard anything yet, mate. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, Tell you what, he came down and he was he was definitely not where he's supposed to be when he got mm. up and was walking off the field. He you yeah. could see him. Oh dang, look at that. But he, uh, he looked like me and Jesse when we left that bar on the Saturday night in Washington. That's how that's that's how he looked. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, but at the same time, again, a win is a win is a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't fold under the pressure. He didn't come collapse because he had a few bad throws in the first quarter. I mean, he tried to make a, a tackle in the end zone. That didn't work out. <laughs> He, he got hit with a couple of spots where he had really bad field position inside his own five or inside his own 10. Uh, but he fought through it. And that's all you really want to do. He gave him a chance. He didn't make the critical mental errors when we needed him to. Once he cleaned up his act a little bit and got himself, the, the yips were gone, got the butterflies under control. Good second half. I'm confident with him going forward. I'd like yeah, to see him mean, against Indianapolis was- for that. That well, so it's funny you say that, John. I've, we got a few fan questions out there. They always tweet me and um, on our little WhatsApp group. But one of the questions was, John, and this is interesting that, that leads you to your point that you just made. If Carson Wentz was fit next week, would you mm-hmm. put him straight back in after what you saw yesterday? I answered yes, purely because it's the Colts. Uh, yeah, I'd say yes. Because for one, I'm, I'm old school, you know, starter doesn't lose his job to injury mm-hmm. unless. You get a guy like that's like like Tom Brady. He comes in and Bledsoe was out for the rest of that season, mm-hmm. and he comes in and does what he does. They go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you lose your job, Drew. Sorry about that. But if it's one game, no, you, you got to put Wentz back in. He's your starter. But I, I would definitely since it's his throwing hand, I would have a quick leash on him. You know, mm-hmm. the one thing about Heineke that that is an intangible, the team rallies around him. They, they like love him. him. They love him. You know. And I'm sure they like Carson Wentz just fine, but you know, and always you'll see a lot of times across the NFL that the teams will rally around the backup quarterback 
uh, like they'll rally around an interim coach, <laughs> Carolina Panthers, <laughs> you know, uh, so, and they will, they'll rally around him a little bit. That That's usually a one game high, but they do like him and they do play for him. So, uh, you know what? I'm glad that's not my decision to make. How yeah, no, that? it's it's going to be an interesting, if we do go and beat the Colts and then the Vikings are coming into town, say he pulls off two victories there. Just hypothetically mm. speaking, John, and I'm I'm purely asking you this question because you did, like, you're old school. You know, you, right. like, start doesn't lose your job. If we do hypothetically beat the Kai, don't, people don't tweet me going, oh, my God, stop being rah-rah. We've only won game. <laughs> this is a hypothetical conversation. It's like, what would That's you do right. if you won? What would you do if you won $10 million? You know, it's the kind of one of them questions. You know, right. hypothetically speaking, John, if we do go and beat the Colts and then the Vikings, what do you do in the quarterback position? Uh, if we beat the Colts and the Vikings? Yeah. Boy, that uh, tell you what, beating the Vikings would be a quality win. Beating the Colts, you know, they're an up and down team and we are not a team that should be looking at anybody and saying, Oh, we're much better than them. Even though I said what I said in the beginning about handling your business against teams that you should, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a foregone conclusion where we're sitting right now that they will. Right. Yep. Like, you know, you know, the Buffalo bills, if they're playing, you know, the Colts, they're going to take care of business. Mm -hmm. Chances, chances are high. Us on the other hand, we've got to still go out there and prove it, but we're capable and we've shown ourselves to be capable beating the Vikings. That would be a quality win. I think that the best thing that we could do right now is try to ask the commissioner if he can put that game on like a Monday night. You know, I hate Monday yep. night. And I know yep. you guys over in the UK hate Monday I night. I hate Monday night with a passion. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but Kirk Cousins hates Monday night yeah, football true, too. True. <laughs> yep. so, but yep. I, I would feel comfortable with Heineke in that game. Let's okay. put it that way. If okay. they beat the Vikings with Heineke, Let's see how it happens. I can't make a call on that right now. Yeah, I would have to say I'd go with the hot hand if he's a yeah. hot hand. I mean, if we win like a miracle, you know, fumble recovery for a touchdown, mm -hmm. you know, we, yeah. and we win like 10 to 7, some yeah. defensive battle, that's a different story. But if he goes out there and wins, if he's handy and has nice plays and wins, a hot hand's got to prevail. Yeah, true. Um, right. You mentioned him there, John. You wanted to speak a little bit about Scott Turner. Um mm -hmm. I was, I'm just, I tweeted out loads before the, the, the game yesterday, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Um, yeah. We've done that a lot. And I think that is the way that, I, like I think that's the way that we can win games of football, especially with Heineke. Don't get me wrong. You're going to get the plays to Terry that are great throws downfield, but more often mm -hmm. than not, I want him to stick to the little dink and dunks. And it sounds very Alex Smith 2.0, but it doesn't matter. No, it's what he does. So what did you like? What did you not like from our offense? I know you mentioned Scott Turner there. I was impressed with our running game. B-Rob, Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, all them guys that got involved. Um, I, you know, we're getting to Antonio Gibson next because for a man that was thrown under the bus three weeks ago, that's probably the best game I've seen him have in a commander's uniform. The people, again, don't tweet me. I know we haven't had many games as commanders, for fuck's sake. But... I thought it's one of the I thought it's one of the best games I've seen him have as a in the last six, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know what you know what Twitter's like, John. They'll be like, "Oh, Andy, we've only been oh, yeah, the since September." But um, you know what I mean. But uh, what <laughs> so what did you um, what did you like and what did you uh, not like? Let's I, get into I Scott Turner. Like, I do like running the football, all mm -hmm. right, because I, I'm old school and I don't, I'm not one of these guys that thinks you should run the ball forty times a game unless you can. If you mm -hmm. can, then you win, right? Yeah, but. A, a good healthy mix. I like the three back attack. All right. They don't know who's coming. I like to, to see two back sets in there. Um, I would like to see some two back sets in I formations where you can either split uh, Gibson out for a pass. You can split B Rob out in the flat and send Gibson on a fly up the, up, uh, you know, up the seam or something like that. 
or you can hammer it in with an eye formation fullback block in the in the hole. I want to see some old school running back football. And I did yesterday, and, and it's a good combination that we have. When Terry, uh, or excuse me, Terry, I'm so used to saying that when I'm talking <laughs> about good plays. When Gibson comes in, he's got fresh legs. The defense is tired of getting hammered on a little bit by Robinson, and you see the holes are opening up. I also firmly believe that when you have an offensive line that has problems pass blocking, um, specifically in the middle where we're having problems pass blocking, we've got, we've had center turmoil and you can see it. We don't know how to pass a guy off. They don't know when to break off a block and try to pick up the blitz. They, they, the three guys in the middle are really a problem in that regard. But if you let them run block, push forward, deliver that punch instead of taking it in the mouth every time you see, they gain confidence. They start to be able to do things. And then the play action opens up because they don't know if you're going to run the ball or not. Prior to this, we've been running play action just because it was like that's what it said on the Madden mm -hmm. play chart that we were using. Right? <laughs> I love play action on Madden. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you, in the NFL, you need to run it and make them think you're going to run it before it yeah. works. Right. So I like that approach. I want to see a little bit more um, punch out of uh, Robinson. I thought he ran a little tentatively yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm not blaming the young man. But I want to see him hit those holes a little harder. Don't try mm -hmm. to pick and choose. You're not that kind of running back. Get in there like you did in preseason. Hit those creases and seams and shove that line. And I tell you what, our line is good at bully ball. How many times you see him get into a scrum and that whole thing moves four or five mm -hmm. yards? Yeah. yeah, we like yeah. that. Big time. Um, yeah. Antonio Gibson as well, John. I mean, he got bashed. Uh, and I've said on this podcast, and I know you guys have mentioned it on your show before, about we have to learn lessons as a as a group of players. He hasn't fumbled mm. the ball at all anymore. He really, right. and, and that, again, this comes back to, let's give credit where credit's due. We bashed the guy for dropping the ball at critical times last season. You can't, and he, you can't fumble the ball, especially where he did last season. Like he's literally sometimes about to score a touchdown and he, you know, he dropped the ball yeah. kind of thing. He fumbled right. the ball. Um, credit where credit's due, John, right? I mean, he seems to be taking care of the football more. He seems to have listened. And again, we have to give the coaches some credit here. They've, you know, they've, they've gone back to the drawing board and said, hey, dude, this is the NFL here, brother. You can't be you can't be dropping the ball in the end zone. And fair play to him, right? He's he's come back and he's taken mm -hmm. on board. Well, you know, less is more for him, mm -hmm. right? That's what I think. He his workload was too high. Um, he was still kind of raw as a transitional player. Still didn't quite know how to play running back the way he should. And what you saw a lot of the times in those in those fumbles was that he was carrying the ball like a wide receiver. I'm trying to show mm -hmm. you here. <laughs> one arm the other arm out in space and he's running through the hole. You can't do that when you're running in between the tackles, man, you got to cover that ball up. And he, he learned that. Um, I will say this too about him. He's coming in fresh. And like I said before, we see the holes are opening up for him and he's barreling through them. He's flying through those holes. He's hitting the cuts at exactly the right minutes there. And I like it a lot. And, I don't ever want to see Dax Milne return another kickoff when he's back oh, there. No. Returning got that kickoff, Gibson. Yeah, of course. He's got one coming. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he everything he took back yesterday went past the 25-yard line. Sometimes it didn't go more than one or two yards past the 25-yard line. But if you keep doing that, he's mm -hmm. going to pop one. He's going to pop yeah. one. He's He's got the vision to be able to do it, and he just looks so much better coming out of there with that ball than Dax mm -hmm. Milne. Dax Milne starts wiggling his hips as soon as he touches the ball. He's like a little excited puppy who can't stop wagging his tail. Oh, my God. I have the ball. I have the ball. <laughs> so, Special yeah. teams done well yesterday, right, John? Another punt uh, recovered. I mean, again, yeah. I, people, the people don't tweet me for fuck's sake, but credit where credit's due. Special teams, uh, they've gone back. They've obviously gone to practice this past week and gone, look, let's get our shit together. And full credit. I mean, a couple special, penalties. 
couple of penalties, but special teams don't get, you know, special teams don't often get talked about much. But when you're Washington and everyone gets scrutinised for everything, I don't know what, after yesterday's game, I thought, fair play to them. A couple of penalties here and there, but, you know, it happens. Well, the first penalty I thought, well, because they held, um, it was going to, they were going to block Trustway's punt if Mm -hmm. he didn't hold. And he got caught for holding and it kept the drive or it gave the Packers better field position. They scored a touchdown. So uh, that one, I, I can't be happy about that. But I'll tell you this. Words I never thought I'd say in 2022, David Mayo is playing really well. Mm-hmm. We found a spot for him. That dude plays well on special teams. Yep. So, yeah, good coverages yesterday. Another turnover. That's two in two weeks. That's fantastic. You keep doing that. And that's being uh, – you You said it yourself. In football, you make your own luck. That turnover happens because there's men down there. There's mm-hmm. men down there causing havoc, and that guy, he muffs the ball. There was a guy in front of him and a guy in back of him. Excuse me. I'm sitting my soda popping out of the air. <laughs> but uh, my Pepsi. Uh, you create your own luck and you create luck on turnovers like that by being around the ball. And they were. Yeah, most definitely. Sure. Most definitely. Um, Aaron Rodgers come out with some weird comments after the game. He said, well, the Washington defense didn't really have to do much today because we made it quite easy for them. First time in his career that he hasn't converted a third down in the entire game, his entire career. Um, May I, I say thought, for everyone that's an NFL fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought our defense played well yesterday. All right, we gave up a few scores and linebacker was a little bit of an issue again for me yesterday. If you look at that little shovel pass that Aaron Rodgers done, I think it was yeah. Cole, if Cole Holt was any deeper he would have been in the stands with the hog farmers i mean i was right a little concerned there but on the whole i thought full credit to our defense i thought they stood up in, in a game where mm-hmm. people thought that green bay was just going to turn up and win you know aaron Rodgers can come out with any comments but i mean geez he wasn't exactly 23 for 35 194 yards wasn't exactly setting the world alight was he no he was hurt and you know that's good he's got a hurt thumb Right. Mm-hmm. So you take advantage of that. He can't throw the ball very well right now. And you saw that at the end of the game, they were well within range for one of those patented Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary passes. Mm. Right. But instead they try that little flippy flu crap where they're going to try to ladder it all the way down the field. And then when the ball came to him, not only did he throw it forward, but he short armed it because his hand, you know, his yeah, hand was throw. hurt. You could, yeah. see him, you, can, you could see him holding it. So I thought I was really looking forward to some sacks because they had uh, injuries in the middle and I thought that Allen and, and Payne would feast and we really didn't get to him all that much, but they kept him hemmed in the pocket. They harassed him enough to be able to make those throws more difficult than they were. And look, pass coverage on the back end. I like what I'm seeing. It seems that the uh, communication problems and all the other stupid shit that we've been wondering whether Ron and JDR knew what they were talking about without William Jackson in there, it seems like those problems have disappeared Mm-hmm. And thumbs up to Rashawn Wild Goose, man. That dude is playing. Oh, some dude, football. that's a tweet I never thought I'd send out yesterday. He played some Ooh. great football yesterday. I mean, two uh, weeks in a row now. Two weeks. That's, that's two games in a row. He's had some good plays. And uh, yesterday, I tell you what, he he sticks to those receivers. Him and St. Juiced, I think we've got some quality cornerbacks. Uh, they're young. I remember I, I was complaining, like, what is Ron doing? He's going and getting Wild Goose, some guy on a, the Bills practice squad. He's been cut by four teams. What are you doing? Mm. bargain basement hunting well he saw something and now we see it so like you say i guess the theme of the show is credit where credit's due yeah i think well freddie if you're listening to this when you're putting a sharp this time this show could be called credit where credit's due um john we've got (laughs) a few questions coming from the uh uk whatsapp group that i'm in i'm gonna fire them at you now buddy um paul murphy hey paul how how are you doing sir uh he said where does yesterday's victory rank in terms of the last of the last few years. Yes, the Packers were depleted, but so are we. He says, like I do, he thought this was the best victory since we played the Steelers on the road during the pandemic year. 
I don't know if I'd go back that far. I mean, we had some pretty good victories last year. Heineke beat some quality teams last year, things that we didn't expect to happen. It's, it's our best victory of the year so far for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I, I, I'm old. So my short-term memory isn't the best. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly which game I think last year, but I think that's about mm-hmm. how far back it goes. Best, best win since we had in that four game win streak last year. I think we, yeah. we beat Tampa Bay in that, uh, in that spot there. And we beat a couple of other teams that we probably shouldn't have and came close to beating the Packers then. So yeah, that's where I would rank it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, something goes, something happens. It's I think, a good um, win. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago, Carl was talking about on the Burgundy zone. Washington seems to do this. We find these, like we could go on these four game. I don't know what it is with us. We love a yeah. four game winning streak. We seem to do it every season or so. We just, something goes off with us and we're like, right. Packers, no one thinks we're going to beat them. Isla Steelers a couple of years ago, we went on the road. Right. Oh, yeah. we went, and we went on that mini run. We won four games. And everyone's thinking, hang on a minute. Yeah, we've started off atrociously and we might turn it around. I mean, what is it, do you think, before I get to the rest of the questions, what is it about this team that we've got? A, we started off well with a home opener. Then we were horrendous for three weeks. And now we're, mm-hmm. we've won a game that, let's be honest, no one expected us to win. I don't know. I, I know that's a hallmark of Ron's teams. They tend to get better as the season goes on. Right. And mm-hmm. that goes back. You know, that's just one of the things about his teams that they do. Now, whether that means that they finally get used to each other and the coaches get used to each other and they get used to how they're supposed to be doing things, or they make changes like putting in Rashawn Wild Goose and taking out William Jackson III. My only question on that kind of stuff is, all right, well, you know, this stuff can happen sooner, right? Mm -hmm. This is your third year, right? You guys should have a good feeling about who you're putting in there and how things are working. You should have a good feeling about how you're supposed to do things together by now. We should be able to start a little bit faster. Um, yeah, that's where I would go in terms of that. Mm-hmm. I like where we're going. I like the fact that we do tend to do those kinds of things right now. would be a great time to do it. You know, not going to lie right now. It'd be fantastic. But, uh, Especially with the division I, I so strong as well. I mean, look at the Cowboys winning again, the Giants. Jesus mm-hmm. God, the Giants, again. Giants, Giants are surprising everyone. The NFC East for once is strong. It's the strongest division in all of football right now. I mean, the Giants are shocking everyone. The Cowboys with a 24-6 been over the Lions yesterday. I mean, the end, you know, if, if we, like you said, John, if we're going to go on a run, now's the time to do it, right? Yeah, now's um, the time, yeah. yeah. Uh, before you run out of the building, really, because mm. our, our, the, 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 the division's running away from us, and that's a fact. I think the Giants are going to come back to earth. Um, out of those six wins, three of them happened in like the last 20 seconds. And mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to survive that way. They don't let Daniel Jones throw the ball very much, and you're not going to survive that way either. So... Mm. They, they're, they're another team. Like, they're yeah. another team, though, John. So back to your point earlier, if you can run the ball, run it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they are. We get them twice in a row with a mm-hmm. bye week in between coming yeah. up. So that's going to be a big series for both of us, I think, because they might be in that slide portion where they're all of a sudden they're not six and one. Now they're something like maybe, you know, eight and four or something like yeah. that, where things are things are tightening up a little bit. Yeah. And we may be in a position where we're coming up. So, it's interesting to watch the giants and I kind of, I hate the giants, Andy. I don't know if you've listened to my show enough to be able to know. I oh, hate them yes. <laughs> I hate the giants. I, if I found them you know, shipwrecked on a, on an, on an Island, I would send them rancid meat and fireworks here, blow yourselves up and puke before you do. I can't stand the Giants. Phil Sims, you know why. It's <laughs> safe to say that John doesn't stand you know the Giants. Um, John, right. Andy, um, Andy Lockhart, you know old Scouse Andy. He sent us a question. Hey, Scouse, how are you, sir? Um, how impressed and what grade would you give the defense on third down yesterday? 
Andy says A+. plus. The fact that Rogers didn't make a single third right. down. You mentioned people yeah. earlier like St. Juice and Wild Goose and, you know. They were perfect. How can I, well, it's got to be an A+. Plus. I mean, they were perfect. What can you do? I don't want to hear it from Aaron Rodgers about how they screwed things up. Oh, whatever. Well, mm-hmm. Okay. You want to go home and tell yourself that you did this and you did that? That's fine. But you still, you know what you didn't do? You didn't convert a third down. So A+, plus for the commanders on that. Yeah, no, I'm giving our defense an A plus. You know, I mean, yeah, like you say, we didn't get to Rogers, but when he tried to, he and like you say, he, really, he didn't look like he could throw the ball that far yesterday. He was definitely playing hurt. And mm-hmm. the commanders, fair play to Jack Del Rio and everyone else, they sussed onto that quite quickly. So they they did think, look, if you're going to try this dink and dunk football, the second that ball hits one of your receivers, apart you know, apart from Aaron Jones, you, um, yeah, we were taking them down, and we were there yeah. on you know, it wasn't even like they caught the ball and they could get runs after uh, run after catch kind of thing. It wasn't. Didn't right. even, didn't, and that's not often I can say that about Washington Commanders defense because that's my little bugbear. I'm like, man, our missed tackles cost us so many yards. I didn't see too many missed tackles from the Commanders yesterday. Again, credit no. where credit is due. Freddie, you need to call this episode that. Um, John, let's end the show. I mean, a lot of people on social media um, mentioned today, obviously it was the alumni uh, at the game yesterday, um, Tanya right. Snyder, Jason Wright. Uh, done a little presentation, a little speech. Uh, I'm going to touch on this briefly because I, I was quite vocal about it on social media today. Tanya Snyder, I mean, how dare she do this, John? And blasphemy. She ended her little speech with hell to the Redskins. I mean, oh my God, the worst thing ever. How dare you say hell to the Redskins? I mean, John, it's been... Like, these guys I, played for. Yeah, I mean, I know it's been... I've listened briefly to 980 today. I've been at work, obviously, over here in England. I've had 980 on a little bit uh, via the uh, via the Washington app. But by the way, they're taking it off the app. That has pissed me off, by the way. I can't get that other app over here. But that's another conversation. Um, John, what did you make of the social media? What's it like over there right now with the media? I, I follow quite a few accounts at the Washington Post. Again, it's the Post, so shock horror. They're trying to make a deal of this. Is it a big deal that Tanya Snyder said hell to the Redskins? I personally, no. I personally don't think it is. I think they played no. for the Redskins. They didn't play for the commanders of the football That's team. Right. They played, they That's were right. a Washington Redskin, right? That's right. All of them were. None of them played for, exactly. They were all Washington Redskins. It's the alumni thing. You may as well say it. Um, yesterday, the Titans had one, and I guarantee you they said the Oilers. Of course, Oilers isn't very offensive unless you are somebody who likes green energy. And then, yes, it is. And it really <laughs> fucked things up pretty good yeah. down there in Texas. But uh, no, I don't have a problem with it at all. And I think that the biggest thing that I've seen about it comes from social media people. All right. And the Washington Post is going to make a stink because they hear people talking about it. But the people that are talking about it are going to talk about anything anyway. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. I tell you what, all you guys over in the UK, I know you've got your troubles going on over there with the stupid people. And we've got our troubles going on over here with the stupid people. But I firmly believe that this world would be in 100 percent better shape if some of these people would just quit and crying all the damn time <laughs> about everything yeah. oh my god i woke up this morning i've got to find something to cry about yeah daniel snyder said redskins oh my god i know right i what know i mean okay. john last week i put a tweet out saying look if you don't like what dan uh, you, you probably saw the tweet that i'm about Dan's to reference. not even part of this conversation Jesus, this is... john my twitter blew up and i didn't mean it as in <laughs> look if you don't like dan snyder go and support someone i, I meant it is yeah, as yeah. in if all you're going to do is moan about everything that the team do and right. i mean literally everything oh my god tanya it. snyder said you saw the tweet i didn't mean I it, it as in fuck off and leave and go and i meant it as if all you are ever going to do is moan about tanya snyder saying wash it in redskins or my god there's not enough tw- there's not enough loo roll in the bathrooms at fedex field or <laughs> you know what i mean if you're gonna if all you're gonna do is bash this team 
please go and follow someone else because I don't want to hear it. That is what my tweet meant. 71,000 engagements later, John, and I'm still getting messages to this day and some of the most batshit people I've ever heard from in my life. I'm like, folks, this is why this fan base is such a, you know, but you can't say that, you know, Dan Steiner, he's the reason where, yeah, I know the guy's a piece of shit, but if, if they're trying to do something good at a game, they're giving out seat cushions and they're, oh, they're just yeah. doing that after the game because Dan Snyder doesn't want people throwing a seat. Cu- oh my God, really? You're, you're right. Because we, <laughs> the one thing that happens in this country is we stew the shit out of anybody. You see that, that guy that walked right in front of uh, Devonte Adams and got knocked over is suing Devonte Adams because he yep. walked right in front of him and got knocked over. Yeah. So yeah, look, I, now I'm all well, flustered. What the hell were you talking about, Andy? Yeah, no, we were uh, we were talking about Tanner Snyder saying uh, right. saying what? How dare she say hell to the Redskins? Here's the thing: NFL football is voluntary. Everybody, you're a fan of this team because you want to be a fan of this team, and that's 100 true. You're a fan of this team because you're a fan of football, and this is the team that you've decided that you're going to pull for. Mm-hmm. And I get it when people say, like me, I can't stand Dan Snyder. I hate that son of a bitch, and I've been a fan longer than him. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm not leaving for anything because he ain't wrecking it all for me. The way I see it is I'm still watching these players and these coaches. That's who I am here for. This shirt doesn't say Dan Snyder, right? It says Washington Commanders. He doesn't put on a a helmet. He is something I have to put up with because of he just owns the team. Mm. But every other player, they come and go. And I keep rooting for the team because I like the players and I like, but but you know what? You're right. If you're so miserable, this is voluntary. You can Thank go someplace. You. That was the whole point of my tweet, but geez. Yeah. If, the, if it's really bothers you that much, right. Yeah. Don't, the, don't, the, don't. The, uh, the biggest uh, reply to it, John, the biggest one, that, and it made all the UK grow, guys grow. It's like, how are we taking this shit from someone across in England? He's giving us all this crap. He just eats up from the DMB. And I'm like, Dude, I mean, what? you could you could have an, you could have an opinion on one of our soccer teams. I wouldn't give a shit. Right, right. <laughs> Look, it's a global freaking planet, man. Nowadays, yeah. especially with I mean, the internet, has made it so that there are fans of the, they're going to have a game in Germany, right? Yeah. There, there's fans everywhere, and I this bullshit about oh my, you've got fan, my credentials are better than yours because of where <laughs> I've decided my house is going to be. You know what? Shut the hell up. You sound like one of the three little pigs. Yeah, you know, I mean. Look at my uh, Hog Farmer Jeff's get he's he posted a really good picture with him and uh, Tanya Snyder and people are like you know what I mean and I I'm not going to go into detail but I've spoke to Keith and a few, uh, mainly Keith when I was over in the states and he's told me some of the great and I mean great things that Tanya Snyder is sure. doing with the charity work and behind the scenes and people will come at me that well well you know she's just doing that so she wants to make amends yeah yes the woman is. She probably so she, she probably knows this. She's married to a man that we don't all like. Right? There's probably thousands of human beings up and down the world, all over the globe, that marriages aren't great. Some people might like a husband, but oh, do we really have to go around to Deirdre's today? Because I don't really like Ken Coronation Street yeah, reference there for the UK dollars. folks. That, that yeah, right? exactly. Got a couple billion dollars, <laughs> and and I can only and I can only go what I've seen and what I've been him. told of. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can only go what I've. Been, what I've seen, I've briefly met Tanya Snyder when I was over uh, for week one. She took a picture with us. We had a brief chat. Keith's told me some great things. So look, 
yes, her, hus- her husband, we don't like him. We don't want to be our owner. But, you know, she, and, and I'm sure she could probably, like, you go and ask my wife. She'd come out and tell you a million things she hates about me. Uh, but obviously, mm-hmm. I haven't got a million dollars. I'm just, I'm just, to quote my good friend Keith, I'm just a dude on the couch recording a podcast. But, you know, let's not bash everything the woman does. Let's not just, you know, let's just, just get on our little social media and say, oh, well, you can't be associated with Tan because she's married to Dan. You know, and poor old uh, Jeff, the hog farmer, took a lovely picture with uh, her, put out a really oh, yeah. nice tweet and you know anyway i just want to camera, i'm sure yeah exactly i just wanted to say look come on guys this you know there's more important things going on uh in the world than bashing going on social media and bashing someone for putting a picture up but john it's been good to uh to have you on my man what have you guys got coming up over at the bleed bleeding burgundy podcast that's easy for me to say um you know you, yeah you know we love you over here in the uk uh we we interact with you guys all the time what you jesse and well, the international superstar that keep growth he can be bothered to turn up what have you got coming up that's this right week? Well, that's true. He is international television superstar, Keith Gray. He is part of the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. And you have all seen him on your televisions in the UK as you watch Commander's football games, looking very pensive behind the hog farmers because he is indeed one of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I, I I have to wear sunglasses now when I do the show because of the glare, <laughs> the shine coming off of that, man. Uh, we're starting up in about three hours from now, 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time here in the U- in the United States, which would be 10 what, o'clock uh, in the evening for me, 10, p- 10 p.m. in the UK. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, you're staying up for Monday Night Football anyway, right? Everybody wants yeah, to watch this big matchup, right? It's a great game. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> staying up for that. Yeah. No. Yeah, everybody, after, you, after the Bleeding Birdie podcast, it's safe to go to bed. Yeah, we're going to have it. some fun. I tell you what, I am going to do something today uh, that <laughs> I have a bunch of tweets or excuse me, not tweets, because Jesse is off the social media. But I have a bunch of texts from Jesse during the game, and I am going to read them in a dramatic reading today. Yes, I am all over that. I mean, <laughs> you Jesse, guys get a little taste of how ask, Jesse yeah. is ask him about our, Ask him about our UK WhatsApp group. That poor dude has to mute that, because obviously we're five hours ahead. Jesse wakes up. He's I'm fair play to him for not leaving that group, because he must wake up to about 450 messages, and half the time we're not even talking about football. It's just us guys being guys and dicking around and being uh, doing what we do. But John, it's been great to have you on my man Uh, you know i love what you guys are doing over there at the bleedly burgundy podcast keep up the great work my man obviously it was good to hang out with you on uh on week one i'm hoping we're going to get to do it again for the cowboys game when uh, me and scott and andy are going to head back for the uh for the cowboys game at the end of this season but uh make sure you go and check us out on social media i always forget to do this this is why freddie is here at commander bunker on twitter the link tree is all in there just click and do all that good jazz yeah, but, you know how to do it. Yeah, yeah you know how to do it just click and you can find us and if you don't just you know if you don't like us just message me on twitter and call me an english arsehole and i shouldn't be liking the nfl anyway <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this has been the bunker i have been your host andy burrows with my great friend john Taman. till next time everybody stay safe